Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean Man, I want to punch Blizzard straight in the dong Right in the face Right in both heads In the dong face? Yeah, in the dong face, the face dong you know what I'm saying? Understandable. I think. Is it because you're hopelessly addicted to their new thingamajig? The new thingamajig. Actually, before I jump into that, have you ever just, so like dong face and face dong, have you ever just drawn a little face on your dong ski? Uh, sh- yeah, of course. A couple times. It's pretty funny. Okay. Like, when you're talking, are you talking <laughs> like eyeballs with the pee hole as a mouth or a full face? Because I've done both. Like, I'm sure you could turn the little pee hole into, like, do, like, a little tiny nostril underneath it and then a smiley underneath that. It all really depends on what you're using that for. You could use that for one eye. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Have you ever made it talk, though? (laughs) By, like, squeezing the other so it pops open, then you do a little voice with your partner and it's funny? (laughs) I mean, I've done it. It's hilarious. Oh, man. That's Wiener really mouth funny. Voice. You look very dashing. And then she laughs and then you bank and yeah. Turn it sideways and it looks like a mouth. <laughs> exactly. That's funny you know, as fuck. Yeah, that's a. Well, there you go, folks. Good. That was a freebie for all of you. <laughs> get get used to wiener talk uh, for unrelated things at some point in the future, uh, people. So, Well, this is something that I'm going into very blind. So be <laughs> as excited as I am not. Um, well. Yeah, Not I am full time. This Blizzard thingamajig that you mentioned, mm-hmm. I dude, I'm so addicted to that game, and, and I want to punch them in the dong face so hard because I got home about a half an hour ago, and you know we both need a little bit of time to unwind. So I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? Let me log on and get some Diablo in. Let me play for like half an hour. That's fine. That's fine. Just a little taste. Just a taste. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get in. I could not oh, get in. They just have yeah. like the servers. They're not bad, but this is the first time that I haven't been able to log into the game, and it's hurting my soul, dude. There's been a couple times with this, and uh, also Destiny this week. A couple times has been like server overload and like yeah. kicking people out. So I mean, I it's mean, just, good for the game. Yeah, it's prime time and baby. Yeah. Sucks for us. It's not as bad as the uh, Diablo 3 launch. Were you a part of that? I was not. Dude, I came on to Do- Diablo 3 like six months after release, after the okay. whole like auctioning debacle mm-hmm. and like all of that. So I'm glad I missed that. I definitely I hear was really a, soured people. I was a day one person and it sucked because like, yeah, I don't, nobody could really log on for like two days. That and sucks. It sucks I think it came out like on a Friday, so like we were all ready to play it that weekend, and none of us could do shit. And eventually, got I mean, I fu- I put so much time into Diablo three. Is that a thing you can track? Uh, I've only been able to. I mean, I haven't tried to figure it out, but yeah. I logged on to my PlayStation. You played a lot on like, that, didn't you? You and Ryan. Yeah. I not so much with Ryan. Like I played this, mm. like I said, like six months after. He also release, played it very so. heavily on the PlayStation Five, though. Oh, I didn't play it on the PS Five. I had it back or PS Four. Yeah, that's too. Two thousand fourteen ish. I played it for like a good two years straight. 
And then I just yeah. didn't much. Like people would get it on the switch or stuff like that. And I'd hop back in, hop back out, hop back in, hop back out. But um yeah, I missed that whole opening debacle. But it's been pretty smooth regardless. Very like, smooth. Like regardless, yeah. we had it a couple of days early, which is really <clears throat> nice to be able to get in there before everybody else mm-hmm. um, who are probably just waiting to hear from their friends about how good it was. And it's really good. Spoilers. If you like that type of thing, it's executed the perfectly uh, way so far. Um, I had my uh, my qualms, my reservations, my concerns, uh, because, you know, Blizzard has been uh, not so top notch as of late. And uh, especially with that Diablo mobile, like super hardcore pay to win, like just. And you could, I think somebody like spent 10 grand on that shit and it's like. And didn't get like it, anything. No, it uh, left a very bad, uh, bad taste concern. But so far, man, it has been what you exactly what you want. Um, I don't even know what this battle pass is for that I was bitching and moaning about for so long. I haven't even seen it. Like, I'm sure it's going to be part of the seasons, I think. Mm-hmm, uh, something mm-hmm. big returning from Diablo 3. Um which was also a thing that I got into. I got the into seasons? the Diablo seasons mm-hmm. a couple I, times, not, but I did it to get the uh, the armor set for my witch doctor. Oh, nice! I stopped playing that game like right before season started, hmm. and so because those came a couple years into that system. So I'm mm-hmm. glad I'm glad that I'm gonna be in on the ground floor on this. And dude, I I think I'm gonna have it beat tonight, which I'm hyped nice. about because okay. all the best stuff is the end game. Like, let me just get through this. I did get my very first legendary to drop yesterday, finally. Nice. Dude, I felt so bad. I was playing with Ryan and Dave the other night, and I hop in, and every other item that was dropping for me was a legendary. Mm -hmm. Like, we would end in a battle, and I'm like, oh, my God, four more legendaries? And they're like, dude, stop rubbing it in. I'm like, (laughs) I I can't help it. I got, like, 20-plus legendaries just playing with them. I remember uh, doing, like, I don't know, level 5, level 10 nightmare runs in Diablo 3. And this, oh, like, the torments? Every yeah. other enemy's dropping a legendary to the point that, like, you just leave them because you're overburdened. Yeah. Like, you're only taking the best stuff. So, yeah. Only the Wild stuff times, that you're man. looking for. <laughs> and, <laughs> Wild times. At that point, if you're playing, like, T10. Also, sorry, guys, I didn't get to mute that. I'm going to try to catch him, but my cough's still pretty bad. Um, yeah, if you're running like Torment 10 runs, all you're looking for at that point is the gear that mm-hmm. is your gear, but better, you know? Yeah. And I was just talking to somebody at work today that he's like, you know, what armor are you going for? What builds? And I'm like, dude, I don't even, I don't care about what armor drops until I'm level a hundred, sure. you know? Sure. It's like, Hey, if it is 20 points higher than me if it's three points higher than the armor i already have swap it out baby (laughs) don't (laughs) even care that's the opposite of me man i keep shit for a long time especially if like i like the way that it does things like i had a pair of legendary boots forever man that every time i did the dodge move uh it increased my movement speed by 30 percent for like five seconds and that was just like not even uh was that diablo three no that was diablo four Oh, dude, dude, go to the chick that can take that skill out of mm-hmm. those boots and then I put did. them into a different pair. 
Oh. I did. But I kept them for a long time because you have to unlock that chick through the story. And when you're not flying through the story like uh, some people are, it takes you a little bit to get to that point. Oh, okay. Well, that's me. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. I'm bum-rushing, man, going mm-hmm. through this. I got caught up for like two days doing side missions. And I'm like, what am I doing? I can do those later. Get See, I the love story. it. I'm doing, I'm doing all these side missions. I'm loving it. I love jumping in with you and Ryan the other day and like... We got our ship pushed in that first time, and then oh, we like, yeah, we did like, it like four knew. times. That strangle, that stronghold. It took you guys four times. I think it, we only died. We got it like three times, and we won. I think. I f- did we die twice? I feel like we only died the yeah. one time. And we then definitely we like died recouped. twice. Yeah. Did we? We okay. had to recoup, go back to town, repair our stuff. Oh yeah, because yeah. I didn't have any uh, any potions either. Yeah, you had like two potions. We got smoked. But then, like, we came back. And man, we uh we rolled that thing, dude. We rolled that. I didn't even have to heal. <laughs> I healed oh, twice I did that still. fight. <laughs> I still did because I didn't have my my dope build. I've got it going now, so uh, it's it's on. I'm building yeah. into it. I'm build crafting. It's great. You know, you know what I actually think? Um, every game can take a lesson from from this game, mm-hmm. and even in I think it was the same thing in Diablo three. But the drop-in, drop-off, drop-out party system with your friends is the toppest of top tier mm-hmm. of any game that I've ever played that's multiplayer. Well, this one's also even more unique in the fact that it's all kind of open world and, like, yeah. open internet. It's almost like a D, uh, not a, a Dark Souls, where, uh, like, other people are just there. Yeah, and you can jump in. Also, like any MMO, it's kind of a MMO MMO light because there's I was about to say, world like events small... and world bosses now that yeah. everybody can jump in on. And like you mentioned, the the really cool thing compared to something like that and like a WoW or something is that this scales to each individual player. So that's that why I could do that thing. stronghold with you guys. Like, although even still, I was like 15 levels under leveled, even for what it said for me. Dude, you were level five or six when we did that stronghold. That I think it was ridiculous. level, th- the, the requirement was level 30. And I think I was level 12 or 13. Oh, okay. Like I was, I was still way low. I and I did believe... not have the build that I have now. So what's wild is even for me as a level 50, or let's say when I was a level 45, going to that stronghold, it shows up as a level 48. So it's always oh. higher than what you are. Yeah. Because it's a hard, a hard but mission I, for you to do. But yeah. you, with it being I like 15, was, 16, you were too low. It's like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, I still got through it. Yeah, you still survived that. But I, yeah, and I was we, putting in some work. I was yeah. trying to just do crowd control. That's and what's then, like, up, man. The uh the the mid bosses they would spawn there was one that would spawn on her first seventy five and then two spawned at fifty and then when the three came out and you guys were just trying to melt her and I was like trying to outrun these guys because they were one shot me and I'm like no get the fuck away I'm like I was typing I was like help me kill these guys and then you guys melted her and I was like all right never mind who fucking cares we never mind it. you guys had the right idea yeah but I, was I learned terrified. after I think the second time that we died that we just had to focus the main person instead of fighting the side people. And you were doing a great job of running distraction on those guys. It was mm, chef kiss. But yeah, dude, <laughs> you're what, right. That's what I'm here for. The it fact, was, uh, the fact yeah. that it scales individually to each player, I don't know how they do it. It's unreal that they're able to scale. Say there's one enemy, right? And to mm-hmm. me, he's a level 50. And to you, he's a level, let's say you're level 20. 
So for both of us, it's the right level, but Uh we're damaging him and it's calculating it to one health part. It's it's really wild to think about. Incredible game, guys. That's got to be some server side stuff. Uh, One other just real uh, impressive thing that I personally like about it and uh, just because I never shut the fuck up about it, and it's also relevant, this has also just been implemented in this recent season of Destiny, is I like that, dude, you don't have to reset your whole fucking character to change your build. You can just refund the skills that you've put stuff into and take those and put them somewhere else. I love that you don't have to go all the way back to the fucking beginning. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Just delete what you want and put it where you want it. You know, I will say I was real dumb. Like the first five times I tried to respec nodes, my hand <laughs> just naturally held down the button to respect and it re- wiped my all. entire uh-huh, character. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I've had to rebuild him like five times. And now I'm like super careful in that menu. But dude, I'm in the Paragons now. I do. Mm-hmm. You, did you play? Oh, yeah. Like, OK. Oh, um, I had a super high Paragon level. Nice. I'm 720. Yeah, yeah, dude. The Paragon leveling system in D four is so dope. Take a take a peek at that menu when you have a chance. It's okay, freaking wild. So I'm. It's almost like like Final Fantasy X's um, skill sphere like, grid. Yeah, the sphere grid, but it's just mm-hmm. con- condensed down into columns. Okay. Oh, but okay. It, but it's pretty sick. Actually, that's probably a terrible comparison <laughs> analogy that like four but people got but you know what guys um, don't go back and check don't pull don't dust off your ps2 and pull it out to take a look just imagine it that's fun man you know i'm i'm about to beat xenogears because i was taking a break from trying to platinum final fantasy 10 on my vita so i was about to say you're playing that on vita you're playing final fantasy 10 on vita too I was, yes. Uh, like, it's still on there, but I'm taking the break to beat Xenogears. And uh, at this point in Xenogears, I'm on, uh, like, all I have left to do is kill God. And then. Oh, so yeah, I'm no just, big deal. I'm just in the end grind. I'm trying to get up to 99 and yeah. get some nice stuff. Dude, I'm pretty sure, like, Vince McMahon's beaten God in a wrestling match. So, I mean, <laughs> it can't be that hard. <clears throat> I'm planning. I've been thinking about this for a while. Because. Uh, like, I've played Xenogears a lot, man, but this is, like, the first time that, like, I actually kind of knew what was happening because I've read the fucking wikis a thousand times. And it is a very, very convoluted and super deep lore game because there's, like, seven spinoff games in the same fucking universe. Yeah, but that's your jam. You like Kingdom Hearts? Well, you did. You like yeah. Metal Gear, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. But uh, I kind of want to talk about it. I was thinking I'm. I got. I'm not going to play that game. But no, uh, you're not. You can talk uh, me through it. I might do that. That'd be sick. Been You've think, been playing yeah. that game for like years, man. I've been hearing you. Well, talk about playing yeah. it on the P- PSP for. I feel like two, three years. I started it up a while ago on the PS3, and then uh, I found out eventually that I could transfer my save progress to my Vita. And so then That's I was the playing play it on it. the go everywhere because I love jrpgs on that fucking thing man because spoiler alert i like grinding for experience where (laughs) that idea have come from uh and man that's a perfect thing to do on the vita like we both talked about in our agdhd episode like doing something while doing something else watching youtube but dude i'll fucking watch youtube and grind on that bitch for hours 
Love it. Dude, I, act- itch. I actively decide what I'm buying my game on or mm-hmm. like how I choose to consume things just based on how I'm feeling. Like in RPG, I need to be doing something else, listening to something else, watching something else, being on the go. You know, so that's always going to be now on my computer or the Steam Deck or the Switch. Mm -hmm. One of those, I I can't see myself really ever playing an RPG on the PlayStation again. That's wild. Unless it was, unless they come up with a true follow-up to the PSP that's not this garbage that's coming out that Mm -hmm. just, I don't know, streams your PlayStation 5 to, weird. That's weird. That's such a bad system. Um, But yeah. Dude, you're right. The PSP, RPG monster. PSP, the PS Vita. Uh, I'm bummed that Oh, Mandy that's is, what I meant. I've been meeting yeah. Vita this whole time. Mandy has gotten so much back into the Switch like the last year and a half. Like she loves Animal Crossing and Hell she yeah. loves playing Mario Kart online. And it sucks because, uh, you know, I've got that Castlevania Game Boy Advance triple collection and I've only yeah. beaten one of them. <laughs> Because uh, she loves to play it. And like normally I would just grab it and uh, watch TV and play it. But can't do that now, man. No, no. See, now you just got to get another Switch. That's what I've been thinking. But yeah. I want to get a fucking Steam Deck first, man. Especially yeah. like all the shit Dude. you can do on it. Dude, and you I can play Diablo 4 on it, man. Not only that, I think uh, they figured it out and fixed it. And I think Destiny 2 works on it now, too. Oh, wait. If you can get me confirmation on that, I'll get it I'll on my look. Steam Deck. I'll look. Yeah, dude, that'd I'm be pu- sick. Dude. I'm almost positive that they got it f- uh, finagled and figured around because there are a lot of people that wanted to do it. So, yeah, we'll see. I'll look. I could be. Well, big thing thinking, is but. they it was an anti-cheat system, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was like part of their something they did for anti-cheat. So oh, shut the hell up, Bungie. Like you just want a bunch of court cases against hackers didn't they, did. they? was they that bungee they won, they won a fuckload of millions <laughs> they, they made they won 20 million right Split i think between... it was 20 or 34 or something like that i want to say 34 because one of them they only got like 10 million from only only <laughs> yeah wild. right wild only. like there's wild. no way that that company has that money to pay them <laughs> Yeah, no. It's basically like, hey, go bankrupt and like never have a company again. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, it's wild, though, because I'm literally the opposite. I'm so fucking stoked to oh, like headphone up, put Final Fantasy 16 on my fucking giant TV, sit in my la- lazy boy and just fucking melt for hours. And it's, I honestly, I think it's one of the reasons that... Uh, Diablo 4 hasn't hooked me as hard as you is because I know 15 is coming and like mm. or 16 is just dude it's so fucking close bro. you're like refusing to let yourself get attached because mm-hmm. you're like the anticipation dude. of the next thing and I tell you what I don't know if you're ever gonna get back into Diablo 4 or, like after that because it's like it's tough going from like being kind of excited oh, to just getting into something else and then you're like, oh, I guess I can go back to that. Big time sync games like, mm-hmm. you know, Destiny 2, Diablo 4, Final Fantasy yeah. 16. Like, I have, <laughs> I joke about it. I have a thing where, like, I like to platinum the Final Fantasy games. And I mean, I don't know what the fuck it contains, but my every intention at this point is to do it again with 16. And that's going to be like 
a fucking involved playthrough, but mm. yeah. that's my thing, baby. I you could know, be overhyping too. I don't know, but I've heard a lot of good may. stuff. I've you know heard what a you lot should do? Stuff. Even if so, like even if you are overhyping it, you should you should just like refund Diablo right now. First of all, oh. get your money because you know you're never playing it again after this. I've but still got uh, two weeks, two and a half. <laughs> you got two and a half more weeks than me, buddy. Um, you got to get first before playing Final Fantasy, whatever number it is. Uh, you got to get Strangers of Paradise first and Platinum that first. Oh, fuck that. And though. then you can play that other Final Fantasy. Never. Because, see, I'm, I'm still... Because then I it's going to absolutely be the best game in the world. I haven't fully platinumed uh, the FF7 remake. I have two left still that I'm grinding on. And that's... Like, sometimes I like the experience grind. Sometimes I fucking don't. And this is one... Because it's not an this experience grind. It's just... I have to I have to replay every mission on the hard mode, oh, which yeah, isn't yeah. that hard, but it's just, That's just a fucking annoying because you can't heal. That's what makes it hard. You can't heal in every chapter. Like the checkpoints Aww. don't give you health. You can only heal in battle with like cure materia. That's Wait, it. you can't buy potions? You can't buy potions and your MP what? doesn't regenerate too. That's the other part. So each chapter, your MP does not regenerate no matter you don't get... Uh, Yo, that's either. trash. It's hard, man. It can be that's frustrating. Trash. Like, but I've already done the hardest chapter, which is the one where you fight the Hell House in the slums battle. Already done that. So now it's just the slog of every other chapter. And it's like, I did the hard one now. And I really, what I should have done is done every other one and then come back and finish that one. But like, I spent so much time hitting my head against the wall on the fucking hardest one that I needed How a many break. chapters is it? I think 17. Ah, oh, dude, do you like one a weekend? Maybe. Let me. It might not even be that many, or it might be more. I really don't know, but I feel like seventeen. It's in the seventeens to twenty-three. That is a wide variance. Yeah, um, of about six, right? Is that six? Did I just math? Yeah, right? that's that's it. Wow! Look at me go. Look at your quick math. Quick math. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Oh <sighs> God. Oh man. Well, that was fun. You know what else was fun? Kyle, when's the last time you watched The Birdcage? Uh, funnily enough, it's great that you asked this because it was like a month ago. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. It Dude, was before. Here, here's the one annoying thing. Uh, every time there's a event, holiday, some sort of occasion around, uh, streaming platforms are very aware of this, and they take it off the free shit and they put it on the pay shit. So like Halloween movies, horror movies, you're not getting the good shit for free on October. You're going to have to rent any Friday the 13th, any... Because they know you're going to fucking want to watch it then. Same thing with the Christmas movie. And you're going to pay it up. And, scummily enough, also during Pride Month, I watched Birdcage for free last month. Guess what? Now I had to rent it to watch. But Wait, was it off of Max? I think it was either... Yeah, it's not on Max now. Oh, what? That's uh -huh. what I used to watch it on. Man, I wish I, I knew that. I just figured it was free on Max, but I own it, so... Which is great, number yeah. one. Spoiler alert for people how they, how Sean feels about it. He owns the birdcage. Yeah. One of... Uh, I you, think I own a copy own. back... Yeah, at uh, my mom. You own it digitally, which is awesome. Yeah, I think I actually have a physical copy around here somewhere, too. Yeah, I think I do back at my mom's is what I was saying, because my mom loves this movie, which 
Is that my on? dad loved this movie. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's. I think I have his copy somewhere. But yeah, nice, dude, man. I I remember being young and just like always hearing him like reference this movie, or <laughs> or like he would have it on when I come over and he'd switch to like something else. But yeah, this and like Golden Girls. Awesome. I I, I think like I'm figuring something out about my dad. Like as yeah. we're talking. Maybe, maybe not, because I also it's love Golden possible. Girls. I love a whole fuckload of Golden Girls. If I turn my camera right now, my license plate or my my light switch cover is a picture of the Golden Girls. Amazing. Like, I, I, I fucking love them, man. One of my favorite. I used to watch it all the time with my grandma. Like mm. that and like a lot of those old Nick at Night shows. But yeah, uh, but yeah to answer man, your question, Sean, one month ago, I watched The Birdcage because Mandy had it on. And like you, I'm sure... Like, it's one of those movies, like, when I see it on, I'm fucking watching it. It's entertaining. <laughs> Dude. You know what I mean? You can't turn the channel on this. It's crazy good. Yeah. It's entrapping. Could you imagine, okay, you're sitting down, you're watching the TV, or you, like, come in, you sit down with somebody else, they turn on the TV, right? And this is just, by pure happenstance, what's playing on the TV, and they change the channel. Mm. Weird, mm. right? Mm. Like, Blasphemy. they just must never have seen it. But, or they got hate in their heart. Right? But then you actually rewatched this again today for the sure show. Did. Sure did. I wasn't going to. <clears throat> oh, no? No. Because you've seen I it so many op- so so frequently. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen this movie so many times. I just, I wanted to have it fresh because, number one, uh, and also, fuck it. It is June. It is Pride Month. Yeah, Hell yeah, man. Uh, getting down with that. And, uh, you know, I did want to have it fresh. It is. I think this is your and my first Robin Williams movie we're talking about. Yes. I was just about to say I almost didn't watch it today. But then I just like I tossed it on. I have it on YouTube. You know, I own it on that. And I have the YouTube plus or whatever. So I could turn on the movie, just shut off my phone, put it in my pocket, toss in an earbud. I'm at work just listening to this movie because you, how can you not Hank Azaria? You got Nathan Lane and Robin Williams all just knocking it out of the freaking park. Crushing it, dude. Just, just on the top of their fucking man. game. Yeah, absolutely. Like absolute peak of their game right there. Um, so also, yeah. Gene Hackman crushing it, playing dude. fucking scumbag <laughs> villain very well as he's designed to do. That's what Hackman <laughs> yeah. does. Fucking great for this man. Yep. Perfectly yep. cast. And what a villain, you know? Mm-hmm. Just the character in general. Just the ca- character of Senator Keeley. J- dude, it's so... Like, I don't know how to play this, but, like, man, could you imagine if a senator was actually like that? How crazy would that be? I know, dude. Any politician that acted like this guy IRL, like, just... Who, who could? Like, I can't... No. I could just... I couldn't fathom. Back. Like, right... I'm glad we don't... I mean, I can't believe, like... I'm glad we left this shit back in 1996, you know? Yeah. We don't, like, I'm so glad we never have to see this, ever. Yeah. yeah this no. is wild. Yeah. How how we've grown. I love it. I'm so proud yeah. of us. Anybody who's actually seen this movie, this is very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Um, um, very. I cannot believe. Sean, what is the plot of this movie? Okay, so this is pretty... This is pretty multifaceted, but the main plot that's going on is that you have Armand and Albert, uh, this 
gay couple who live in South Beach who own a drag club. South Beach is located where? Uh, In Florida. Oh, it's in Florida. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right by Jed Bush. Oh, yeah, they are by Jed Bush. The Bushes. Yeah, Yeah, The Bushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, Armand's son, Val, comes over one night and lets him know that he's about to get married. He's only 20, she's only 18, and he's all up in arms, but, you know, he's like, good for you. The problem is, is that his his fiance's parents, mm-hmm. one of them's a very conservative sen- senator by the name of Senator Keeley. I don't know what his first name is. That's actually probably his first name. You know, senator, he was Canada, destined to become a... Yeah, imagine he's not actually a senator. <laughs> they just, they just got confused. So he's super conservative. They're stressed out, and they have to figure out a way for the Keelys to not realize that his parents are gay because that might ruin everything because nothing's changed in the last 30 years. Um, but they just had a scandal themselves where one of yeah. his buddies... And the coalition, what was the coalition? The coalition for ethical, moral something. The coalition for moral ethics, blah, blah, blah. Moral compass. It's one of those. But uh, he's the head of it. His other buddy, this other senator, is the co-founder of it. Dies with a underage black prostitute, Mm -hmm. which all sorts of red flags there. They react exactly how you would imagine because they react the same exact way in 2023. Insane. -hmm. Dude, this is just blowing my mind. So (laughs) Val has to get his parents to pretend to be people people that they're not Mm -hmm. to get them to pretend to be straight. They try to go to Val's birth mother and get her in on this and everything goes to shambles at dinner the next night. Um, yeah, so that's basically many hijinks are had. Yes, many hijinks. Hank Azaria, as the manservant, is incredible and mm-hmm. he plays a big part in this. They have to get all the penises out of the house, redecorate. <laughs> you have Armand trying to teach Albert, uh, that's Robin Williams trying to teach Nathan Lane how to play a straight guy. It's a great scene. Uh, it the is toast scene? incredible. What's that? I, when they're get they're they're at the to, they're at the little breakfast place and he's trying to have him butter the toast and he oh. can't do it, and then he he, he has him walk I, like John Wayne. John Wayne, yeah. And he walks Dude, perfectly like John Wayne, which is funny because then it's like realized that John Wayne actually walked kind of effeminate because he did. That yep. was a very good John Wayne imitation walk. And I love that Robin Williams is just like, well, that's actually a perfect walk. my dude i to this day like whenever i go up to somebody and just like uh even if it's in jest just say hey it's always oh hey you old (laughs) so-and-so really yeah dude i use that all the time because of this movie i love that Um, that's one of those uh brain worms that's with you forever in there you know um and yeah so they get his birth mother involved. Things kind of fall apart there. They're trying to introduce Albert as his uncle, but he walks into the room looking like a very straight man and all of this. 
And it goes to show, even like that, nothing was good enough. Val's a piece of shit. We'll get back to that. Hey, I'm glad you brought that up. We could we could talk about it now because I wrote Val is the villain question mark. It's yeah. it's also number one. We are looking at it from our 2023 view. I still think, honestly, by 1996 standards, Val's pretty understanding and loving son. It is not great how he's trying to convince both of his parents to change because it's also heavily implied throughout this movie that Nathan Lane has acted as his mother. He has not known his real birth mother, and Nathan Lane's character has been the mother yes. he's known his entire life, and he's yep. trying to hide that. And I, it's they kind of try to explain it because he's marrying this conservative senator's daughter, but also, man, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, there's... um. Man, there is a a quote in here that's like one of uh it's like one of my favorite parts of really any movie. And you know, it really stuck out this time watching this because you know, looking at it trying to look at it with different eyes and try to not just sit there listen to it for enjoyment. But this is always a line that um pops out to me when you have Val trying to get uh, to get Armand to change, and you just have this ins- insane response from Robin Williams, where he goes, "Yes, I wear foundation. Yes, I live with a man. Yes, I'm a middle-aged fag. But I know who I am, Val. Took me 20 years to get here, and no senator. Uh, 20 years to get here, and I'm not going to let an idiot senator destroy that." Fuck the senator. Dude, that is so powerful. I gave him a fist pump when he said it. I was like, fuck yeah, man. Dude, and that's like before they even start to get into high gear mode of, Mm -hmm. air quotes, changing everything to help Mm -hmm. Val out. I was so glad to hear that and him be like, listen, I'm not changing. I'm going to help you. Fuck that guy. And you know what? He says that, and still, no matter what, they do everything they can to help Val, but also help Deborah's parents, the senator mm-hmm. and his wife, at the end of the movie. Wow, that was a weird it, little journey I took, but it, it's you a know, movie that they teaches, care so much. Yeah, I know. Well, that's it's a movie all about fucking understanding and like realizing, like, hey, man, yeah, it's a little odd for me. You know what? That's cool. I don't have to do it. And but you know what? Hey, when he does do it, Senator actually ends up kind of having fun, realizing something else. Like, oh, this is just people having fun, because all yeah. these other people that he's walking around and interacting with are having the fucking time of their life. Everybody's just having a good time, dude. Probably the Kennedys. Probably. They keep coming back. <laughs> he doesn't give him any drinks, but the free coffee. <laughs> the free. <laughs> Yeah, save some room for some coffee. <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah, I love he drops that fucking line too. Oh, Robin Williams, man. What a treat. When he fucking is on, he's on. I don't love everything he's done, but my God, I love a giant majority of it. Mm-hmm. And this is absolutely one of them. This is peak Robin Williams just absolutely owning it. The, uh, the yeah. director would make, of course, Robin and Nathan just do one take with the actual written line, and then he would let them... 
improv because they were both super good at improv because Robin Williams, of course, famous comedian. And Nathan mm-hmm. Lane was very famous on Broadway and live productions. And you got to be quick and fast on your feet and adaptable in those situations because people flub lines, people forget lines. And, yeah, you know, there's just this this quick-witted performance-ness between the two. And they have such a fantastic chemistry here in this movie, man. There's It's really hard to think of, you know, they're top tier, you know, um, to some... Uh, not even not couple, well, couples in the movie, but twosomes like, uh, you know, Harry and Lloyd, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, like, yeah. this pairing was just a perfect pairing. Comedy partners. Yeah, that's absolutely what I fumbled to get. Would you like to hear a very sweet story about Robin Williams and Nathan Lane? Yes, please. Uh, and I can share this video in the Facebook uh, after... This episode comes out because it's a very sweet video and it's Nathan Lane talking on the Howard Stern show, but he's talking and you can watch the video uh, in promotions of this movie. Nathan Lane had not actually come out of the closet yet and they were doing uh, Oprah and Oprah just straight up asks Nathan Lane, are you gay? And Nathan Lane was not expecting that question at all. And you can see him like sort of freeze up and sort of stumble and Robin Williams immediately jumps in, starts being wacky, totally redirects the conversation away from this because he realizes it's made Nathan uncomfortable and he doesn't want to talk about it. And that's he just so sweetly, and that's Robin Williams, man. He takes command of the, because he's going to, he's Robin fucking Williams, whatever he does. Yeah. So he just takes all that, brings it on him. Nathan gets his breath. Oh, it's such a fucking sweet little moment, man. It's great to watch. Man, please share that. I want to. I I want to watch it. At least send it to me. Well, we'll do, buddy. Um, but man, it's a good movie, dude. It's a wild movie to watch right now. I fucking love it. There's got all these song and dance movies. Hank Azaria, dog. Dude, for Hank real. Fucking Azaria. Mm-hmm. Is uh, his what is his name? It's two names. His uh, his Spartacus something. Spartac- yeah. Is they, that his actual? No, his name's Agador. Right. Yeah, but they Spartacus call him like Agador. Spartacus. <laughs> they call him Spartacus the Butler, and then they keep going with that. But yeah, Agador, the Guatemalan uh, assistant to Nathan Lane slash uh, somewhat of a housekeeper butler type guy, but it's real lax until like uh, the the super strict parents are coming over and they make him actually uh, dress up and wear shoes inside. Uh, for the first time, which is great little uh, physical comedy from Hank Azaria. Yes, because uh, he can't wear shoes; they're they're too slippery. And he, they make he slips him and falls. He, they make him fall. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, Robin Williams also has one of the greatest falls in cinema history in this movie. Which fall? Uh, when he goes into the kitchen and slips and falls, totally not oh, yeah, supposed yeah. to happen. And uh, you can see everybody <laughs> trying not to laugh while finishing the scene, but the, it was so good they left it in because. He he falls and then pops right back up. And Are you talking going. about when he goes in to ask what was up with the soup? Yep. And he okay. goes and he slips and he stands right back up and he keeps going. And yeah, all that was just improv because he fell. And like, instead of just like cutting, he popped back up his arm and, and kept talking like he would. It was like anxiety <laughs> and fucking whacked out of his mind because he's so nervous. Beautifully Stress, done. Stress, already sweating. Oh, so beautifully done. And that's, God damn it, man. 
I don't, if you've yeah. not seen the birdcage somehow, listeners, do yourself a favor, man, because it is seriously wow, fantastic performance from literally everybody. But of course, Robin Williams crushing it. Uh, yeah, dude, I love the story. The little thing. Actually, I'm gonna save that. I need to save that for my rating. Okay. Uh, this one's just one of the trivia things, but I thought this was another sweet and fun little thing. I guess uh, while they were doing this movie, it was around the same time that uh, Billy Bob Thornton was making Sling Blade, also down in Florida. And Hank Azaria and Billy Bob Thornton are, I guess, really good buddies. And so in order to practice their unique dialogues they were doing for this movie, uh, they would drive around Florida together and talk like they were... They're characters, but they were in a buddy cop movie. So Billy Bob was doing Carl from Sling Blade, and Hank Azaria was doing... Uh, Agador? Agador, yeah. What? And they were doing a buddy cop movie. And they would just drive around and practice like this for, for hours and... Wild, Dude, that's right. What I would pay to just uh-huh. have a recording, like a secret recording of just of part them. of that, yeah. Yeah, just like a two-hour car ride. It'd be like, just let me listen man. in. Be awesome, but yeah. So that I thought that was great. That was a great little practice thing. I love little little nuggets like that. And uh, I whew. love the multiple stories in this, where it's uh, there's an overarching story of trying to make a family and pull a family together. But then you have the other stories of like the senator having the secret that he doesn't want to get out, and he's nervous that other people know, and then. Also, you have Armin and Albert who have the secret that they don't care if anybody knows, but they have to keep it secret kind of thing. Like the parallel between those two, it was a really cool dynamic to see both sides like nervous about for some reason or another. Right. But uh, I really like like Armin and Albert's story in the movie, like just their story, because mm-hmm. he owns the club. She's the or Albert's the star, you know. And, but they're also in this relationship. They've been together for 20 years. He, he, Albert wants a palimony, blah, blah, blah. And then it gets to a point where he really just has to show how much he cares. Does the palimony. Dude, it's just such a wonderful story to watch ebb and flow in the background of this already great movie. Also wild that this movie came out in a year, not that long ago, when gay sex or gay marriage was not legal yeah that's why they had to do it this way because they could not get married you know for as not different as this not too much different as this movie society is than our current society again what the fuck people Mm -hmm. um you know at least and it it's insane to say this but at least most states let you do that now Mm -hmm. well wild times It's uh my favorite fuck. quote, man. One of them is we uh, never get know, political, but what the fuck? <laughs> those who uh do not know or understand history are doomed to repeat it. God damn. Also, time is a fucking circle, man. The more yeah. things change, the uh, the more they stay the same. It sucks, man. People have yeah. been fighting this fight for fucking ever, and uh, some days it doesn't feel like God anywhere. Nope. It's really frustrating, man. Real fucking frustrating. So, and it doesn't help, like, dude. We have this whole social media platform mm-hmm. now that lets people elevate their already shitty words and ideas, you yep. know. And 
You know, I, I'm not sure where the next couple of movies are going to take us. Um, because I know we're doing at least Brokeback Mountain. What's the other one that we're doing? Uh, we talked about Tu Wong Fu. Okay. And was there another one, or was that it? I think that's it, because we kind of got into Pride Month a little... Well, I guess it is only the 8th. Is this the first? Never mind. No, last, last Friday was the first. Okay, so yeah. Uh, but I think threes. Okay. Unless, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't know what else we would do off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know. I just can't remember what we talked about last no, week. I think ADHD, that's all we brother. Um, but I'm glad that we started on this movie that um, has a, a, a message to be true to you, you know, for everybody out there listening. You know, it, it sucks that this. There's still so much hatred in this world, man. It's so dumb. It's so for weird people, to watch this movie and just be reminded yeah. of how much things haven't changed. And all it, like, dude. People just want to fucking live. They want to live yeah. their lives just like everybody else, dude. It's all it fucking yep. is. You'll notice a, a common theme throughout these movies, Sean, is uh, people just wanting to exist and others not letting them. So I don't know why. But uh, I, mean, I mean, I it. Yeah, it sucks. Outside of all of that. And on that note, also, if you agree with any of that bullshit, i.e., you're not down with the LGBTQ? Uh, I really don't give a fuck if you don't ever listen to this show again. Throwing that out there, too. So Word. Uh, I didn't want to speak <laughs> for, for Sean there, but I kind of felt like I could after what's just transcribed. So, yeah, for real. Fuck you. Uh, yeah. Stop listening. Get the fuck out of here. Um, on a happier note, there's some fucking great song and dance numbers in this flick. Dude, so shit. many. Sashay, sashay, sashay. Madonna, Madonna. 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 I love how much of an absolute fucking diva Albert is, dude. Dude, it's so perfect. You know, dude, when he goes shopping and goes to the market, he's like, mm. Mm, and just one more for the road. Oh, I love that. Dude. I love how everybody knows him and loves him there. I love yeah. uh, when he's he's late for coming down for his performance. Or I'm sorry, we at that point, they do call her her. Um, because she is Starina, but uh, yes. Hank Azaria trying to get her stockings on, and uh, she doesn't want to come out, she doesn't want to perform. Uh, I guess that's just pre-stage show jitters, but it's also very diva-esque, and uh, I love the way that's handled. I guess they had uh, Hank Azaria talk to the person who used to dress Judy Garland, who used to have to do <laughs> somewhat similar things back in the 50s when, you know, some people you look like get... a combination of Lucy and uh, Ricky Ricardo. Good, that's what I was going for. <laughs> they won't ever let him be in the show. And it sucks because he's got a great voice when he comes in singing at the end with all of them. Right? But nope, they just stick also, him up there. For a senator against uh, homosexuality, he sure knows a fuckload of show tunes. He sure does. Um, dude, I like how at the end... Towards the end, when everything's unraveling, right? And he absolutely loves uh, Elle, mm-hmm. Albert, um, as the mother, loves her. Because also, kind of like Albert has some 
I don't know if she was putting on a show or if she just has like some conservative thoughts. Yeah. But she was just holding like the most entertaining conversations with him. And he was enamored. And so when everything's falling apart, he's like, wait, they're Jewish? Like, that's another underlying thing. There's a very, uh, they're very concerned that they might be of Jewish heritage. And it's because like, he's got this moral code and like, crossing of religions but it's also yeah. also a very weird thing in this current climate era because you know only one yeah. of the biggest fucking hip-hop stars of all time came out and loved fucking adolf goddamn hitler <laughs> what is this world oh, yeah what the fuck yeah, yeah. dude i was like where are you going oh yay okay i can't what is happening what is happening <laughs> is it, for real is it since they shot harambe is that when shit went wrong yo it might be able to be traced back to Harambe, dude. It feels like it more and more all the time. That's when the universe is diverged, <laughs> man. Oh, no. Dude, there's got to be a Marvel movie at some point. where. <laughs> oh, no, here comes the coughs. But there's oh. got to be a point where yeah. it diverges. And it's like two different two different time paths. <laughs> there's a uh, one of my favorite online comic books is this comic uh, called PBF. The Perry Bible Fellowship, and he draws little one panels, not even every day, just when he gets ideas, he puts one up, and there's this fucking amazing one that shows, like, it's three panels, it's people, like, uh, on unicorns, and uh, with, like, lightsabers, and they've got, like, the uh, those biker helmets that were, like, German military helmets back in, that, like, you know, they would wear... And then, yeah. like, it pulls out a little bit, and you see people watching. Or it's just people watching a movie. And then it pulls out farther, and they're, like, walking on the clouds, and it's, like, the year 2455. And yeah. it shows that they're watching a movie, and the movie's just called World War II. And it's how distorted World War II has become over, like, a thousand years. Like, what Playing they're telephone. Sho- yeah, like, like, how they're showing history. it as a movie now. They're showing it, like, people riding unicorns fighting with lightsabers and shit. And it's, like, ah, oh, just great little... Nice. I don't that know what amazing. my point was with that, but uh, it had some... I, sort of, I don't know. I don't know either. But you have me interested in it. I want to talk about Perry Bible Fellowship comics now. They're so fucking good, dude. PBF. <laughs> They're so tough. PBF. Um, uh, I don't even know where we were just a couple of minutes ago, but can we talk oh, about how like great this cast was, too? It like, was. We didn't look, even mention Callista Flockhart, who's the daughter. Who generally I don't like, but she is very good in this movie. Although it's also hilarious that she's playing an 18-year-old and she's 30 at this point. When she filmed this? 30 years Val old. Val doesn't look 20. No. Val doesn't look 20. Val is not 20. I think he's 28. Callista is 30. And the woman playing her mother, who is from Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, Diane uh, West. Diane, Diane Weist. Weist. Uh, she is only like 14 years older than Callista Flockhart. She's supposed to be her mom. In this movie? Uh-huh. Dude, she looked like she was in her 50s. Makeup's a hell of it a was thing, like, right? I felt like Callista Flockhart looked 20. She looked 20. Val looked like, he looked 28, 29. But uh, man, Diane Weist looked way older. I thought Callista looked pretty good throughout all this movie until they put the short-haired wig on her and then... She looked like a weirdly emaciated heroin addict. It was not good looking. <laughs> oh, no. That is not a look to go no. for. Uh, <laughs> but I'll be honest, Gene Hackman pulled off uh, pulled off the drag look pretty good. Yeah, he did. So uh, let's wrap this up and then we'll talk more about the cast. So like the whole reason 
like this becomes even more of a controversy is that, yes, Gene Hackman is a senator. He's a conservative senator whose uh, co-partner has just died in a scandal. And now the news is trying to get uh, like bits of him like reacting or they want to ask him all about this. And he's trying to avoid them. And he sneaks down to Florida to go meet uh, his daughter's boyfriend's parents. And the news media, of course, all catches wind and they show up and they see that uh, the senator is a in this apartment above this drag queen gay bar. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? So then they have to sneak him out. And so Robin Williams uh, puts on an impromptu show, throws everybody in uh, costumes and drag. And then they all do uh, We Are Family and they dance around the club and they sneak everybody out. Yeah. And Gene Hackman learns, oh, hey, drag isn't a big deal. These people aren't moral degenerates. They're just people with love in their hearts, too. And, and they then they all get me. married at the end. Yeah. they have the. I like that they did do the combined wedding because mm-hmm. they were just being who they were. It's the whole message of this movie. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes it's not the people just trying to exist that need to change. Mm-hmm. Well, most times. Not sometimes, all the time. <laughs> 99.9% of the time. I'm sure there's an outlier yeah. somewhere we'd talk about. Yeah, it Kanye. Do it. Oh, yeah. Well, that guy, of course. Yeah, he's doing it the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. He needs fucking to. He still probably needs to change. Absolute all star banger cast. List them out. Who we got, Sean? Dude, we got Robin Williams, Boom. Nathan Lane, Bam, Gene, Gene Hackman, Holy crap, Diane Weist, Kabloom, uh, Don Dan Fetterman. Uh, we he's done a lot of that. stuff, but yeah, he's kind of. Eh. But nothing I thought big. he was pretty. He was really good as Val, though. Great actor. He was really good as Val. Um, again, I just now that I had to look at it like that, he's he's kind of garbage. It's like Zach Morris is trash, <laughs> but with him, yes. Val Goldman is trash. Uh, Calista Flockhart. Boom. Really that's good a, in this movie, a, too. Yeah. Christine Baranski. Oh, um, I fucking love her, dude. She, dude, she's so good in this as Val's mom. Always had and a then, bit of a crush on her. Did you? I could especially, see Especially, dude, especially in uh, The Grinch with Jim Carrey, where she plays a who? Oh, dude. Dog. I forgot about that. Dog. Don't even. Mm. Dude. Mm. Okay. Get the Man, fuck out she of here, has dog. the hair to just be a perfect two. Fucking a dog. Uh, so her. Okay, and then uh, Hank Azaria. Clearly, I don't know how I just almost skipped over him. Talk. That dude has the most range, literally out of anything. I love what was Hank Azaria, the, a, across, Along came Polly. Have you ever seen that movie uh-huh. where uh-huh. he With- pay, plays like the Jamaican boat dude? Oh yeah, that bangs uh, the chick from Ben Stiller's wife. Yeah, but she's from, this is Six Degrees of uh, Gay Entertainment. She's from uh, Will and Grace. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's Grace. Deborah Messing. I knew I'd get Deborah Messing. You know, I was like agreeing with you, like acting like I knew what you're talking about, but I I just honestly really don't. You've never heard of Um, Will and Grace? No, I mean, I've heard of it, but I honestly can't even picture who you're talking about right now. I, don't know. I was only life. picturing Hank Astaria or Azaria with long hair on a boat in that movie. Banging her. He yeah, it's just boinking. Just boinking. And last but not least, this is one that jumps out to me. 
Harry Radman. Mm-hmm. He's got so many um he's that like guy. bit pieces, yeah. but he's that guy. And in this show, he's the paparazzi dude mm-hmm. that gets the tip and is gonna go down and expose the senator for th- this whole Whatever. situation yeah. that they're in, you know? Because it's not a big deal. But to also, them it is. He works for the National Enquirer. I love that. Also, yes. they got the fucking tip. They zoom in. And are somehow able to hear what they're saying yeah. next to a fence, like. Yeah, Kyle. I don't know if you know. That's how cameras work. Okay? Oh yeah. So you, so you just take. If you take your iPhone or your Android, whatever the hell you have, I don't care. I don't judge. Turn on your camera, and if you see someone down the street, zoom in on them. Hear you'll be perfectly. able to hear them. Wow. Yeah. Perfectly. Future dog. Man. And people. Still you know hate what? Gay also for existing. Future oh, sucks. <laughs> Boo. Know what made this movie feel not that old or disconnected? The fact that this is 1996 that this came out. Like half of everybody has car phones. So even though even though if you don't think about it and think that it's a car phone, it just feels like a normal movie where everybody's talking while on the road. That is hilarious because they do jump on and they all have the flip phone with the pullout antenna. Yeah. And I didn't even, because I grew up with them, I was like, oh, yeah, cell phone. They're talking. But it would yeah. be funny to see a kid from the younger generation watch that and be like, what is that? And be like, man, well, I see, don't even... that was an iPhone before there were iPhones. <laughs> do you think that they would even notice? Or do you think they're so used to seeing people in movies talking on a phone in a car that they wouldn't even think? Again, it's one of the... Uh, the great uh, disappointment to the that list. we don't have children that we can't force them to watch these movies and see reactions from. I want to see if Sarah's daughter's seen this movie. This would be a good one. It's fucking yeah. entertaining as shit, dude. It's Report so good. back. If you do get this uh, is watch it. Like, seriously, if you guys haven't seen this movie, watch it and treat it like we're doing another uh, infotainment shows where we're like informing you. Mm-hmm. This might like inform you on how to be a better person. <laughs> <laughs> I love how like for fuck it, man, we are getting political. I love it. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> fucking love people. You fucking dicks. Yeah. I love it. Uh, man, dude, the scene, the scene where Albert is talking to Senator Keeley and she's they're talking about abortion, right? He's like, yeah, you can't if you kill all the doctors, you know, they won't be able to get abortion. She goes, you know what? You should just kill the mother. I love you it kill too. the mother. And I was like, oh, my God. And Beautiful. then they started talking about like a certain animal that like feeds their young to like. Dude, I don't even know. It was so off the wall and so funny. This movie's so great. It is a fantastic movie. Uh, Highly recommend it. I pierced the toast. But uh, I think we should give it some sort of weirdly unique and a one-off numerical value somehow and compare them, Sean. What do you think? Yeah. I don't know. I don't get what you're saying. Are we just rating? Yeah. What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. Like We always do our weird rating system. Somehow. Oh involved. yeah, I already have mine. Okay, you do. I okay, I got mine too, actually. Okay. You want me to go you first? You want me to go first? Okay, cool. So in this movie, <laughs> Agador uh-huh. is super caring. Like everybody just cares about each other. It just fills me with so much joy. I mm. love this movie. Mm. So Agador, Albert, like you said, is very eccentric 
and very out there. And she doesn't think, she doesn't think, you know, too hard about anything. And so she's been having these meltdowns and you have Agador giving her these magic pills called Pirin. <laughs> and Armand overhears this and he goes, you're giving her drugs? What are you doing? And he goes, oh, it's, it's no deal. It's just aspirin. And I, I scratched the and the S off of it. So she thinks it's Pirin. <laughs> I love that scene so much. And so, Kyle, if I were to gra- go into my bathroom and grab a bottle of Pirin, that's okay. going to take away all this anxiety for you. It's almost like a Xanax. You know, take your Pirin. I, in this bottle, have 48 capsules of Pirin. On a scale of 1 to 48 of these totally harmless Pirin, <laughs> how many Pirin pills are you taking? Well, I, Man, this I'm, sounds like a suicide note. This I'm is trying awful. to look up how many uh, aspirins are safe to take. <laughs> <laughs> where, where we get into danger levels, because I don't... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> So, okay, what's the safety level? Uh, up to okay, so okay, I, I could take up to five hundred milligrams. That's where it, it gets potentially lethal. Uh, we're we're in danger zone around two hundred to three hundred. But for the sake of argument, number one, kids don't ever take more than the okay. recommended dosage of aspirin. But uh, for this movie, for parents, we're not doctors. Uh, I'd probably take. Okay, I'm changing my system real quick. Oh, so. You, 500 is like danger zone, all right? Let's say we got 10, and these pyrins are 10 milligrams each. Sure. So uh, so 10 would be 100. I like it. Okay, now it's on. Uh, right? Or sure. 1,000. Yeah, I have no idea. Let's just say the entire <laughs> bottle <laughs> equals 600 milligrams, right? ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, okay, this entire pills. bottle is... <laughs> 600 milligrams uh-huh. okay so so like if you do all 600 you're you like like it so much that you'll push the limits sure. of the dangers sure you know sure where well, i'm not putting words in your mouth i don't care <laughs> uh, out of the 600 milligrams how much how many milligrams you taken uh, that was a dog shit way to get there fuck it man i'm shooting the moon i'm taking uh 598 of them bitches and we are going for a ride motherfucker Nice. Fucking A, the birdcage. Uh, I don't know. It's. I think just the weirdness and the grossness and maybe part of the vow. I don't know. It's hard to. I do think this is a fantastically made shot acted. Uh, I guess this was also a play, which benefits a lot, I think. Um, it also explains why there's not a lot of action scenes. It's a lot of dialogue, which is great. Um, there's almost there's like zero action scenes in this. Yeah, movie. Outside, I mean, not, I mean, even like driving, like they don't really go. It's all kind of there in the birdhouse, yeah. which makes sense. Um, I think the original play is called Strange Bedfellows. I want to say, okay, and I think even this movie was shot under that title, and it wasn't changed till a while into post production, but. I'm glad they changed the name. I, did, I am too. Uh, the birdcage is fantastic, and it, it represents the whole area. But again, that's why that's why it's shot. It's a a bottle movie. Fantastic, man. I love I love everything about this. Mar- oh yeah. wait, no. Uh, I'm sorry. I said five ninety eight. I got to give it that tube hill bump because we mentioned uh, Eddie Guerrero, famously based his 
Latin Heat character off of Hank Azaria. Latino Heat. La- Latino Heat. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Latino okay. Heat uh, character off of uh, Hank Azaria's Guatemalan Heat in this movie. Guatemalan Heat. So Guatemalan. Beautiful little touch there. Perfect movie. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Always. I think it always. The Veil. I mean, The Veil, I think was. He's a shitbag, but. Well, not a shitbag. Not he, really. He's just not a very considerate person. He's very selfish um, in these actions. But he's written that way, so yeah. I can't really yeah. be mad at I know, at that's that. why I'm not either. Yeah. So, Shani. Yo. Say, uh, it is, you're not a well-established and knowledgeable kitchen runner. You are just a poor Guatemalan boy who is also a butler. And they've told you uh, you have to cook a meal tonight. So Mm. you are trying your best to please these people that you love and have taken care of you. (laughs) And you have in your hands a handful of, let's say, 12 little shrimps. And you're holding them. Of those 12 shrimps, how many of them reach into the soup, with the full 12 being the best possible score? Dude, I would, if if I was this Guatemalan servant, <laughs> butler, right? And I had just two handfuls of shrimp, 12 of them to be exact. I got petite hands, but they're small shrimp. It's fine. Shut up. Don't make it weird. Um, <laughs> I feel like I would dump like 11 of them in there and then look at my hand. I'm like, why is this still here? And then I'd just throw that one in there as well for good measure. Might as well for good measure. I unabashedly love this movie. I I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Like the, the story that it tells, the acting, the performances. This is, I think, one of the rare times that like you'll – hear me actually using the names of the characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like instead yeah. of just the actors' names. I've seen this so many times and yeah, it, it's just so well done. The story, the the little the little nice little touches, like when they remove all of the penises out of the apartment and try to make it a little bit more I don't the air quotes normal. Butch um, straight. Yeah. And so there is a, a moose head that comes in that's then replaced with a giant crucifix. Which is worse. Like, it's just so weird. But I do the love that, like, the touches. senator liked it. Like, he comments yeah. on the crucifix. As you would imagine he would. Because it's, yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. I love this movie. I'm Same. so glad that we did this. I don't know if I've talked about this on Nerdy Thursday. But if I didn't, I'm glad that I finally got to talk about this movie. Oh, yeah, man. Me too. It's like, so. it's it's a great movie. It sucks you in. It's captivating. If you start watching it, you're going to sit down and finish the whole thing. It's good. Perfectly paced. Right. Quickest two hours I remember sitting through in a long time. Love that one. When, when you said it was two hours me. this morning, I was like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. And then I looked, I was like, holy shit, that movie flies every time I watch it. It's craziness, man. Don't even yeah. realize it. Um, but yeah, 
that's all I really got to say on that one, buddy. Other than, again, be fucking nice and considerate to your fellow people, you dicks. Yeah. That's it. Just people out there trying to live their life. Why does what anybody else do bother you? Because people got to be. I don't get it, man. I get it. I don't but get it. That would really be too but political you... to get into here. So I won't. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. you mentioned that the the movie ends with them going out to We Are Family. Did you notice that the movie also starts with uh-huh. that song? Yep, that's what the the drag queens are all performing together. I loved it. It's a great little bookend. I love when movies do that. Mm-hmm. A little callback, and you're like, mm-hmm. wait, that started like this. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, it never it never ceases to pop me every time it happens. I'm like, yes. It's also that's a, just a fucking great song. I don't care. Yeah. The song's a banger. Anyways, dude. Anything else that you would like to say about this movie outside of telling everybody to seriously watch this movie if you haven't? No, just I love Robin Williams and I miss him. Still do. You might find that silly or pedantic or that I'm exaggerating, but no, there's a lot of times I'm like, man, fucking sucks. He's gone, dude. Yeah. He was a good force in this world. The kind of people that all they want to do is make other people happy yep. and smile and laugh and i know a lot of times that's that's coupled with like severe depression because all you want to do is make others happy mm-hmm. and unfortunately you know we know a lot more now i think than we used to but he was seriously such a fantastic person and actor and like how can you watch one of his movies and not just walk away feeling better mm-hmm. except for maybe 24-hour photo? or Yeah, some of them. Four-hour photo. Like I said, there's not every movie was. he's done that I like. Ryan and I did he one that creep. Micah will still hate me for because Micah loves it. Uh, I couldn't. I hated that movie. Sorry, buddy. Which one? I can't even remember the name of it, but he like he <laughs> dies and he goes <laughs> in between heaven and hell. He's like in limbo and it's all in paintings and artwork and mm, just eh, not my fave, man. Sounds like trash. Yeah. It, it, it's weird, man. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> that's a story for another day. For yeah. another day. Yeah, it is. Um, <sighs> before we dude. get out of here, though, dude, I do have, uh, I have one thing I would like to promote, everybody. Yes. Uh, so, as uh, frequently, me and my big dumb heart, I like to also try to do things to make the world a little bit better place. And I try to get involved with charitable events. And wouldn't you know it, damn it, I've gotten myself involved in another one. So uh, not only do I do the, the stream with Sean and all of our buddies for uh, the Extra Life 24-hour stream um, this year, uh, I'm taking part in an event. It's called Cast for Kids. Uh, and what it does is it takes uh, special needs and kids with disabilities that don't normally get a chance to do things uh, we take them and we take them fishing, like get them out, get them, you know, out in the world, having fun, doing something that they don't get a chance to do. Um, my buddy who, uh, he has a nonverbal autistic daughter. He would do these events when we lived back in Indiana. And when they moved out here, he realized that there wasn't a chapter anywhere out here. So him and his wife have kind of taken it up and started the first chapter out here. So uh, this is sort of the the groundbreaking inaugural event. And uh, for that, we're trying to reach uh, a set goal, which is another nice thing compared to like 
uh, Extra Life, where we're just raising as much money as we can. We do have a finite goal here, um, and we'll bring that up. Uh, but what I want to say is that June 24th, man, he and I, we're going to get together. We're going to do a live stream on the Experience Grind Twitch channel. We're going to do it for, I think, about eight hours, but we're going to specifically try to play just fishing games. So like NES Black Bass. I don't know if you guys remember that one. That's an old school one. Uh, Oldies. Uh, there's, there's just tons of like fishing type games. Um, and I think we're just going to sit down and play a lot of them and try to raise money. Uh, I think I've established... If we reach the goal, I will shave a fish into the side of my head. So there's a little fundraising incentive for you. But uh, stick what? around. Follow us on the Experience Grind uh, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. I'll be posting more about it as we lead up to it. And, of course, the day of the event, uh, I'll be putting the website up where you can go donate. Help us reach our goal. Help us put on this event, man. It's, it's going to be a great time. And, uh, you know, the Experience Grind community has also always been a very loving and uh, supportive community, so uh, hopefully you guys can help us out again. And uh, you know, if not, I get it too. We still love you, unless you don't like people that are different than you. Then fuck you. Then we don't like you for the last yeah. time. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> other than that, man, that's all I got to say. Right on. So, uh, Sean, cool. why don't you tell the listeners what they can do? Well, we can all. Okay, so I'm gonna join you guys, and Kyle's gonna join you guys, and what we're gonna do is we're going to toss on a dress, some wigs. We're going to walk on down through this club singing. We are family. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da